The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. MAC Cosmetics supports diversity, inclusion, and conscious beauty for all ages, all races, all genders. MAC Cosmetics Malta is proud to support these important conversations. Visit us at Tinye Street, Slima, and let us help you express your true self. Here we go. Welcome to The She Word, conversations that women rarely have, but really should. And this episode is about women with a voice. And I'm really, really excited as always, but very much more so because I have three very powerful women with me around this table. Moira, oh. this is your second <laughs> outing to the Sheed Word, TV presenter and producer, animal rights, welfare and campaigner. And you're back on the She Word, as I said, for the second time. Yes, and that's really uh, nice to introduce me as one of the strongest. So absolutely. It's an honor. It's an absolutely. Honor, also, Sasha, Sasha Bella, you are a journalist. You're with Love in Malta. You were actually in this season mm -hmm. of The She Word talking about your 33 centimeter ovarian cyst. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a brilliant, brilliant show. Welcome back. Thank you for having me once again. Thank I'm you. Absolutely honored and really grateful that you continue giving women a platform. It's really well needed. Thank you. I might blush and cry. <laughs> <laughs> and Martina Zami, Tina Z. Hey. Yes. So I know you, of course, because you are a breakfast show DJ on Vibe FM with your two uh, partners in crime, but you're also a TV presenter. You're also a TV producer. And you've been in the industry for quite a long time as well. So I'm really excited because... As I sat down to script this show, I kind of sat down and I said, you know, I'm going to call this Women in Media. And then I thought to myself, hang on a second, there's one thing that you ladies all have in common, and that is that you speak out. You have a voice. And I felt that it was really appropriate to discuss having a voice, using your voice, and we're going to delve into that. But I also, as I sat down to, to script this show and to think about this show, I thought to myself, my goodness, we've got radio. We've got TV presenting and producing, TV presenting and producing as well. We've got news. We've got social media, social media. We've got podcasting. We cover between us around this table kind of every single different kind of media that we would engage with. So I'm going to just ask each of you to fill in the gaps a little bit more, mm -hmm. starting with you because you're first timer here. Yes, very so, excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited because we've had this conversation for quite a while about you coming on the show. And of course, you had to go and get married and you had to work <laughs> yes, around that and that sort of thing. But just to fill in the gaps, 
a little bit of background info on you, what you do, and what you believe in as well. Okay, well, you gave a very good um, detailed introduction how, I mean, I'm involved in the media with, I started with TV. So I was always very intrigued with um, TV, got into TV, and then after a few years pro- producing, so it was on behind the scenes, and v- very rarely was I in front of the scenes, in front of the, the camera. And then um, there was this opportunity that came about, um, the, the radio the radio show, which was eight years ago now. Um, it's been eight years. Wow. Yes. You've been sitting with those two guys yes. for breakfast oh, yes. for eight Yes, yes, yes. And still still very excited to wake up in the morning and enjoy the three hours uh, of, of radio with them and 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 the followers, the listeners. So no, radio is great. So radio, as you know, is um, a personality. So your life, literally, we go on, on air, literally um, speaking about our lives. So all the funny stories that happen to us. Um, so it's personality radio. And um, there was, I mean, I, I became vocal, I would say, about who I am and and um, what I believe in after a few years. Because at the very beginning, it, I was very, um, I was, I was, I was, I wasn't sure if I should be um, saying that I'm in a relationship with a woman. I started dating Emma. Um, I, I, I doubted a lot of times if I should say it or, or I should uh-huh. keep it a little bit of a secret. But then I said, sort of, why should I be ashamed of, um, of I mean, we do love each other so much. It's some, we're so happy to be together. And I did, I, I thought it was the best thing. I thought it was, I wanted to be honest. I just went on and said, you know what, I'm, I'm in a relationship with a woman. And it was, it was, the feedback was absolutely great. There was no, no issue at all. I mean, I did get comments here and there that uh, made me doubt myself, but there was, I don't regret anything about it. So we're going to come to that topic of okay. when to say, what to say, and the effect, positive and negative, of speaking out about something you yes. believe. And we're going to come to that in okay. a second. And, and real respect for doing that. And, of course, a huge, massive congratulations Obviously, on your recent, <laughs> recent marriage as well. Thank you. Coming back to you in just a moment, Maura, let's put you in context as well because you're a TV presenter and you're, one of, like me, one of the older people at the table. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Much older than Sasha <laughs> and Tina. Yes. And uh, just a teen, number. teen, first of all with what you did you know you helped a lot a lot of people and I admire you (laughs) I admire you for for doing this because it it was I'm I'm getting well needed needed. it was it was difficult but I'm I'm I will get to that later (laughs) well the same so so may I remind you I'm 51 so 25 years ago or even more when I first got separated I had the same issue as yourself, but with being getting separated, it mm, was a shock okay. to to the society, to our society group mm. of friends getting separated back then. And but because you were on television even back in twenty five years ago, or I mean, put the context of of your background, and we'll come to that that issue because yes, that that okay, issue of separation, so, I really want to touch on it. Aha, aha, getting separated. I can't do the maths right now. Okay, I'm bad <laughs> at maths, so forgive me. So around twenty three years ago 
um, being the first couple that got separated back then, it was a, you know, <gasps> taboo, taboo kind of. Yes. So that was the first move. Then, you know, using, so the only thing, thing I could make money was going on TV, producing my own show and uh, being able to spend as much time with my son because you have to think about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I chose a production uh, show on TV. So produ producing helped me being behind the camera, being with my son and doing, being a mother and working. In those days, it wasn't easy at all, but I chose TV. Then as soon as I started getting familiar with people and people started to recognize me being an animal lover I used that in my favor to be yeah. the voice for animals so in my head in my mind was like okay the more popular I'm going to become the better I can use my voice for animals in those days I mean it was cats and dogs that wasn't that bad, but it was bad. Dogs in the streets, cats mm -hmm. not neutered, you know. Now, with the help of all the activists and all the volunteers, it's much better. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember the show on TVM, Sharabank. I used to go to the same show, being invited, not inviting myself, on different, <laughs> different issues. I'm just turning up. But, but... People in those days used to tell me, oh, again, it's about animals. Yes. All you talk about is animals. You know, they didn't even see the idea of having an animal activist, the voice for animals in those days. They thought I was repeating too much of mm -hmm. the same thing. Now we have, I'm just going to interject there because I've actually interviewed you and interviewed your backstory which mm -hmm. in a separate interview, which is fascinating and do hunt that down. I'll put the link there so you can go and find this backstory of how you got into television in the first place. Mm -hmm. But you found a voice kind of almost the opposite way around for you. You've, you've come into TV and then you, you, your lifestyle is, uh, is part of your message. And with you, you, you chose, you said, I am going to use my platform yes. to speak out about my passions Sasha, a little bit of introduction from you before we delve into these topics, because you're a journalist, but you're also very present on socials as well. And yeah. you're very passionate about one particular topic. Yeah. So I would say the platform didn't find me initially, but I created the platform because I started out as an activist. I gained recognition to then actually become a journalist through activism in Malta, environmental activism. Um, in 2019, I had done a protest. Um, it was a very impromptu protest, uh, organized within a week, and we had managed to gather over a thousand um, person. And um, uh, basically, these people tied themselves to trees to protest against the Central Link project, okay. mm -hmm. which, even though we didn't manage to save all the trees, we managed to save a few at least. Um, in that summer, then, I had started to write a bit of opinion pieces, uh, guest posts. I had written for Love and Malta. I had written for Times of Malta. I had written for The Shift. And um, uh, I always loved writing. Like, as a child, as and even as a teen, I always loved writing. English was always one of my top subjects. And um, it came very naturally to me. So at that point, I was kind of combining activism with writing. 
And then when, once I finished my degree and I decided that I didn't want to pursue a career in graphic design because I felt like it was a bit too much in a box for me, um, journalism kind of fell into my lap because I was actually looking for a job um, related to social media or marketing. And I had come across some listings um, for a journalist position. I remember I had done my first interview. It wasn't with Lovin. Um, it was with another company. And then I had seen the listing for uh, Love in Malta. And I was like, hmm, this, this is where I fit in, you know, because I'm, I'm very outspoken. And for some people, that can be a bit controversial. Like, I'm pro-abortion, I'm pro-cannabis, you know, and I needed a platform that wasn't going to stand in the way of what I want to write about, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's basically where then activism kind of transformed into journalism. And even though now I can't really consider myself an activist, I work hand in hand. And there are a certain there are certain topics, mostly in environmental, and also when it comes to animal rights, like I, I help a lot of cat fosterers, um, uh, basically giving a voice to those that do not have one. And the non-human, really, because um, when it comes to the environment and when it comes to animals, these, these are non-human. So, um, yeah. whilst you were speaking, I'm seeing out the corner of my eye, I'm seeing both wow. nodding and Moira wow. and Sasha. Nodding. Well, I love you, I adore you, Amazing, Sasha. yes, it's true. We Amazing. want more women like oh, well you, done. you're amazing. Well, hang on a second, Thank hang you. on a second, let me stop you there. You know, Moira, you must know the impact that you've had. And you've, Tina, you've just been told, and I'm sure you mm -hmm. know the impact that you've had for speaking out. So why, when Sasha was speaking there, why are you nodding your head? What is it about what Sasha just said that you're like, damn, that woman? Yes. Because you she's both, young. you both. Younger, because she's, she's younger. So there basically, you I think it happened to yes. me a bit much, much later. I doubted a lot when I was, I, it, I was, I was scared. I had super scared. I would say yes. I, 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 I was from fearful to fearless. So that's my story. I was very afraid to speak out. And today, thankfully, I'm not. Today, I'm a completely different person. Well, let's go completely off script for a second. I'm going to just throw the the questions away because I want to <laughs> ask you why were you fearful? Why? Was it your gender? Was it this? Was it the the country? Was it the topic? I, I don't think I can answer why. I I was I just knew I was. I mean, as a person, and I've had friends and um, Emma as well. My my wife tells me like you always want to be. You always want to be liked by people. You always want to get that like you know everyone wants to like you and, and the nice thing. So I do it. I I I not admit it, but I like being so people judging me was always maybe something that worried me um, what would people say um, would they think different of me would they not like me so those those are probably things that kept me uh, away from maybe that kept me that made me very very scared but I don't know why. I don't know so, if it was the age. I don't know if it's because we're living in Malta. Because you mentioned mm. the country, it was a small country. I don't know, small yeah, island. And it's as well. Uh -huh. My partner keeps on telling me this. If they aren't people that do not mean 
to you. Yes. Like if the, the, your close circle, your circle of friends and family understand you. So whatever you say, it's your opinion and they accept it. So this is something that Nikki keeps on reminding me. Are they important to you? Are these people, you know, because they still tell me off. I mean, on every issue that I try to open up. They, they, yes. If it's a hunter, you're going to find a nasty comment. Not all the hunters, but if it's a hunter and he disagrees with what you say, especially with me speaking out so open and being part of the referendum against spring hunting, they keep on remembering that. So they attack, attack, attack. Fortunately oh. enough, I was born fearless. I don't know where my personality came <laughs> from. I don't know. I, I think it was my father expecting a boy oh. you know and he bought everything <laughs> in blue before I was born okay. so he probably treated me <laughs> like a boy and I I even in my school days you know I was the one to go to the headmistress and ask her for a party a Christmas party you know okay Moira would ask the headmaster or headmistress Moira can you do this and I used to do it yes without any fear but then came the fear came along when the nasty comments and the threats came mm -hmm. along. That is scary. See, now, so cool. yes. This is a massive show, huh? <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> because, There's because a lot. you, in your passion and what is important to you, and I'm guessing for you in some degree, but probably at, at the table more, more than anybody else, you're going up against, or you have gone up against, directly against hunters. Yes. Now, I would say that that is potentially putting yourself more at risk than necessarily Tina saying, listen, I'm married to a woman, I'm in love with a woman, mm -hmm. this is my orientation, and yes. that's who I am. Unless you find the homophobic hunter. Yeah. <laughs> well then, who doesn't like the environment? We're all screwed. Jeez. That's so dangerous. <laughs> We'd all be absolutely up for it then. But having said that, you know, you you have, and we'll come to this sort of negativity as well, and I'm going to come back to you, but but to the extent, what extent did you experience hostility? Because I know it was quite difficult at times. Oh, oh, it still where where do I start from? I mean, first of all, I was maybe one of the few females ready to be the front face mm -hmm. Uh, together with Mark and Savia. And why, why it's okay, sorry, again, I'm going to say, why is that important? Why is it important that you're a woman? Um, well, they needed a woman on board, and because I'm an animal activist, I have, if I said no, I would have, you know... But why, why? why are you referencing that it's a, a woman? Should we not all have a voice? What do you think that you received in a different way than your male counterparts? Mm, the threats, yes. Being a woman, I got all the threats. So the yes. other two didn't no get. Way. No way. No. Why do you think? Hmm. Yes. I'm curious a... because I, I, I sometimes I ask. I had, I had to ask for police protection at one time. Yes. You know, and it wasn't. It wasn't a joke. I couldn't. Uh, there were some some towns and villages I couldn't go to because they sent a message for me not to go there. You know, there's a schlaun in, in Maltese, like, don't even think of coming to our village that way. And the constant comments, yes. And Terrible. I couldn't not do this. And some people tell me, oh, you shouldn't have done that referendum. You shouldn't have gone. 
the more days, the more time passes. Oh, I'm so proud I did it. I'm so... And I'll do it again. I'll do it again. No one will ever stop me being their voice, the animal's voice, including the birds, horses, whoever, whatever animal, you know, even farm animals, if I need to speak up and defend and be their voice, yes, I will be there. And no male will stop me. You said that well you... Well done to you, Because you're saying well done to Sasha. And you're the amazing... I mean, I mean if I might say, so I'm, a, I'm 23. When I was growing up, you were already on TV. And your name is like a core childhood memory, Jafiri, of like the leading activist for animals in Malta. Okay, that's That's how you are (laughs) imprinted in my mind, seriously. Thank you, and coming from you, Because I would always see you on TV, always fighting for animals. And, okay, so maybe my young age inspires you. (laughs) But the fact that there are older people that are keeping up this fight with such strength and courage that to me is inspiring true because i'm new to this game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm new to it but you have been doing this for years years thank you like my you have been doing this for for the like duration of my life well done can can i have a minute please (laughs) (laughs) thank you <laughs> that was our minute. Um, and I think I think all of us at the table would agree because I I myself, you know, I'm not Maltese, but I've always had paramount respect actually for each each of you, each of you. And you. Like and we have for well, you. Then, well, thank you. Yes, oh, there's exactly. so much love in the room. Yes, there's so much. <laughs> but but isn't that what we're having this show about because I think it needs to be acknowledged to have come out and done what you've done and and said this is my life, this yes. and I'm sticking to it and find the courage to do it to stand up against people who meant you harm mm-hmm. and to embrace making possibly unpopular decisions at some, such a young age is what we need to say that we do to yes. empower other people mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. women yes. to do the same. And yes. that's why we're doing this show. So I'm going to, she's still crying. Whilst Moira is still <laughs> crying, I'm going to come we're stronger together. That's the thing. And yes. that's what yes. bugs me a bit about activism in Malta, because I feel that there's a lot of division. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there are a lot of activists. I mean, the fact that that sometimes one event would be endorsed by 30 NGOs. Come on. 15 of those NGOs could be one. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we have to recognize the power in numbers. The power of us standing together. Yes. As women. Yes. And also for the cause that we're fighting for. For the better of our country, really. Yes. I'm going to change the subject a little bit because I'm going to bring what you guys have just said. Mm-hmm. Right back to, to, to you, Tina, because you mentioned before that you were nervous and fearful. And when I said, is it Malta? Is it your gender? Now, you've spoken out about having a wife, being in yes. love with another woman. Being gay. Did it become more acceptable because Malta moved? Because, or are you, mm. do you still experience the same? I don't think so. I think it's more, I think it, our fight is more with our, within ourselves. So it's, it's not the threats in like your, in your cases. It's more me coming to terms with just thinking I'm different when I'm not. Because at the end of the day, I'm still loving someone. I'm still falling in, I, I fell mm. in love with a person, but you think, oh, you know, I'm different. People are not going to accept me. So the fear was mainly with myself. And I know a lot of people out there are probably going through the same thing. So 
not I didn't do it consciously. I didn't do it. I'm gonna do this because I want to help people out there. It wasn't that. In in my case, I just when when I realized when I knew that I'm I'm happy, Emma's happy, this is who I am, um I I I wanted to show um the the world that it's something it's okay yeah. to, to love someone it's natural. Of it's natural yeah. it's exactly natural. it's natural and it's normal so yes. when you show that it's something normal and hopefully you're someone free. out you're there free, free to love whoever you want is perfect free i felt so i felt free oh, it was and it was your acceptance you lead others to exactly. also arrive to acceptance even if it's just one person out there that i can help i think i think that would be amazing and i think that's also you hit the nail on the head right there because i think sometimes we think that we need to empower and affect everybody but the ripple effect of of anything that you do and even this show and the women that've been on this show mm-hmm. the ripple effect is that if you affect one person that one person might affect two people yeah. and the ripple effect is enormous so even as you just said mm-hmm. just if one. you make a difference to one, one person, person one person is enough, enough. Yeah. yes but even going back to what you were saying there i mean for me it's kind of i'm thinking to myself wow you know why would it be such a big deal to say that you're in love with another woman. Now, of course, you did it in the public eye. So that <laughs> has its own connotations and your recent marriage, which was beautiful and fantastic. Oh, thank you. And you looked so in love, was also very, very much in the public eye. Yes. Were you nervous about that? Were you nervous knowing that people would be seeing? No, no, because now I know that. Sort of before I was, I I, I did uh, as I was saying, but knowing I want to show how normal it is that it's that as 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 we're saying that it's natural that I wanted I wanted it to be out there because I think the more we see of same sex marriages, the more normal we are making it. So I wanted to emphasize like. Especially with girls or gay gay men, I feel have more of uh, a, a, a step forward in in Malta. At least I don't know why, but mm-hmm. gay women we're still very backwards. I want to see I want to see more um, gay women in the media, in not in the media, pushing for. Listen, it's it's okay, it's normal, it's natural. As mm-hmm. we're as we're it's saying. love, mm-hmm. it's love, love. That's it, love. I'm gonna ask each of you before we work walk on, uh, move on to the positive impact and and i'm coming to you in a second session because there's so much to discuss in this show but before we get to that before we get to the positive because i want to talk about the positive influence that you've had and the positive change that you've made happen did you i'm going to ask each of you did you ever have any negative feedback did you ever have judgment did you ever feel judgment did and and in your situation it's slightly different because it's you i mean these ladies are fighting for things that they believe in but this is actually kind of a bit more personal yes because it's you mm-hmm. well there were so i did in fact post the comments that they put on love in malta i was like and i laughed because i laugh at these comments so it's uh-huh. it's what a waste and <laughs> you need therapy so there are these comments i laugh because Ooh, at the end of the day it's literally i think they're mocking themselves just by writing these these crazy comments i mean you're saying this is still in the last yes with the on the wedding video on loving (laughs) so i was like let me copy paste them and show because i think it's absolutely crazy and ridiculous we have some incredibly homophobic and transphobic comments yes (laughs) and we can't really control them but it's incredible sometimes when i go through them 
so yeah it's it's still a very uh... you found uh, that you were able to brush it off before it would affect me so let me so just make it clear then? realizing the, the, the love because then i mean this is just maybe five ten percent so that's the negative comment but then there's like 90 percent of you being a accepted why not of course you know the love the, the it's 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 amazing yes. so when you see those few comments you know that just you, you, you I, I don't want them to bother me as you said just brush yep. them off and laugh at them yep. because if, I, I mean you laugh at them not that I don't want them to be laughing at me or don't treat or them mocking me Oh, don't treat them. I know that's, uh -huh. that's another thing. Shall I give them importance? Yes I or no? I don't. I know, them. but at the end of the day, I I want to be laughing at them. I don't. Yes, they they exactly. think they're making they're mocking me. I want no, to no. If, want to if, mock them now exactly. back. Yes, I don't know yes. if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, listen. You you've spoken out. You've spoken about out about the environment. You mm. in the public eye, not mm. just with Love in Malta, not just being a journalist, but also because you have a lot of followers as well. Have you ever experienced negativity? People coming back to you and saying, you know, mind your own business, you're a woman, you're young, you're whatever it is, you know, just get out of my face. Yeah, um, uh, I've experienced, for example, so journalistically speaking, I've experienced libel threats, oh for example. For, for what? At least three. For what? All of them were related. So basically, when someone has an intent to develop either a piece of land or, or make alterations to, to a property, all the documents and the permit, until it's approved, they're all publicly available. So many people don't know this, but they're all publicly available. Yeah. You log in with your ID and you access them. Yeah. And whenever either someone flags it to me or I, or I encounter it myself, that there would be a bit of a questionable development that could either impact the area where it's going to be built or the surrounding buildings or if it's in a UCA or anything, if it's next to an ODZ or it's in an ODZ, I tend to write about them. And there have been cases where I write about them. It's all publicly available information. And then I would get a call from, from the applicant who would normally be the owner of the site. And I have gotten libel threats before. No, none of them went to court because after... Uh, after some time in journalism, you kind of learn how to protect yourself and how to word everything in a way that you are always going to be protected. So the libel threats were just that, like threats. They never actually progressed to become worse. Okay. They actually taken to court. But ah, that I've experienced when it comes to comments, as in, like, I remember during my first week at Love and Malta, before I grew the tough skin that you need to grow <laughs> when you're in the public eye, <laughs> because now almost two years on since I since I became a journalist, I have I have a much thicker skin and it's needed because in the beginning the comments do affect you. But they what do. comments? Nasty mm, comments. They they fall like, for example, on my appearance. People like to pick on my hair a lot. They tell me like, <laughs> oh, because oh, yeah. you, you're wearing a wig and stuff like that. Mm. Really stupid stuff. That. But I remember, in my first week at Lovin, bit of a ballsy move, but whatever. I don't regret it. I wrote an experience piece about what we discussed during the last episode um, about my 33 centimeter ovarian cyst, and I remember. There were literal men arguing with me in the comment section of these articles, okay. trying to tell me that I was wrong 
or that like it should have been um for example it was my fault because i d- i didn't notice about it stupid shit like this basically and since it was a personal matter which obviously you understand this when it's a personal matter when it's your life when it's a, a situation that you're either you either was in or are in it's going to hit you a bit differently than when it's just um getting hate or getting libel threats related to your journalistic work comes for example the environment it hits different when it actually impacts you um but yeah now i i don't really they don't really affect me as in at all sometimes i, I like I have there have been cases where I would have written an article, for example, and people would start writing to me personally on Instagram, attacking me in my in my DMs, um, emails. Yeah, like I remember once when I had investigated a case about this practically illegal camper van, who, which was making money off of a Natura thousand site without any permits, renting out this camper van for a hundred euros a night. I had written about it. I remember all of all of the people, probably the, the friends of the owner, were literally personally messaging me, telling me like, uh, you should take this down now or else we're going to report you and stuff like that. And how did you deal with that? I ignored them. Good. Is that what you do, Very Mara? good. Is, is that what you do? Sasha, do you... if you ever think of going out for politics, being a politician, <laughs> I'd work for you for free. <laughs> That's free. <laughs> I'd work for Sasha for free. I swear, I, I, we want politicians, ballsy politicians yes. as Sasha. We I've don't thought have. about it, but I don't, don't think have. in Malta's current political sphere, eventually, there isn't a support. If you're young mm-hmm. and think about it in the future, hopefully. I think yes. I think you just yes. you would hit the nail on the head though, because you just said that's not the, the current political sphere in Malta. That's the problem. Yeah. Coming to you, Maura, I'd I'd vote for all of you, quite frankly. We need <laughs> we need a woman in leadership right now. Yes. Uh, but coming to you, Maura, because you have it personally experienced, we just touched on it before. Mm-hmm. You've experienced aggression and a personal attack, negative attacks like Sasha has, and threatening, and yes, personally yes. threatening you. So is it just a case of growing a thick skin? How did you deal with that? Well, I had to. I had to. I mean, what bothers me when they attack my family members, you know, mm-hmm. because I can't protect them. Yeah. But uh, nowadays I do not read the comments. However, however, lately we just discussed during Animal Diaries, we discussed the law that states uh, that your cats can jump in other people's gardens and, you know, it's not illegal for cats to go in other people's gardens. Mm. And the amount of comments, ignorant comments, I'm so sorry to say, you know, and like, oh, uh, if a cat, if my neighbor's cat had to come to my garden, oh, poor cat, you know, like the threats. And... I'm so sorry to say we're we're saying that we are um, uh, growing into being an animal loving country when we read these constant threats. It's the law and they attacked the animal welfare commissioner as well. She was just reading the law, Mm. you know, and the comments, continuous comments, obviously then the, the positive comments the people who are who agree with this law 
refrain from commenting, obviously, after reading so many negative comments. And I don't blame them in a way. Yeah. On the other hand, with me going back to how, how long ago, 25 years ago, what, 23 years ago, that I became like the voice of animals, which is the best compliment that I could ever get. Nowadays, there are so many other activists, volunteers, hands-on people that do great work. So it worked. We are such a large team helping all the, the stray animals out there. And quite honestly, all the NGOs coming together and all the volunteers coming, we do an excellent job. I mean, you don't find an injured cat or dog out there who is not being helped. And that I'm proud of, thanks to all the volunteers. I was going to ask you, each of you, what is the most positive experience? What's the most positive aspect of what you've done, of standing oh up? Of, of, because we, we, could, so we, could talk about, <laughs> we could talk about the negative until the cows yes, come home. Let's we talk know, about the positive. We know I that agree. when women stand up and women speak out, women present themselves as a as a target. Just a few weeks ago, we had a show with Camille, uh, Camille Applegren, who is a campaigner for the environment. She speaks, she stands up, she speaks out, and she talked about the fact that when she has been out as a ranger with her male counterpart, mm -hmm. she can see immediately the difference in the way that she's treated and her yeah. male counterpart is treated. Mm -hmm. So we know that but it's is harder. is it a good thing that we're highlighting it? That is my biggest question and my biggest dilemma. <laughs> if we should keep highlighting the issue or if we should just... We know it's it. Under the carpet? But not don't under the carpet and not do anything about it. But I think we know, we, we do know it amongst us. I think in I'm the not case, sure highlighting uh -huh. the issue makes us more of the victimizing. I think in Cammy's instance, and it was just part of the discussion, and I hear what you're saying, but the reality for Cammy is, as a foreigner and as a woman, she sees a difference in the way that she's treated to her male counterpart. Does it change her? No. No, no. no. And that's the important thing because the reality. And, and and with all due respect, Maura just said that when she was lobbying for, for anti hobby uh, anti hunting Speak hunting. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. Your male counterparts did not receive the same, the no, same thing. No, yes. it's, it's, and, and no, definitely. I think I, and we need I have, to be well, I have something to add to this as well. You far away go. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I, I get treated very differently to my male colleagues. Extremely differently. I've had mayors flirting with me. Um, uh, like, I would you have just... You don't think women do it with men? No, women not do it at all. Male no. journalists? I definitely don't do it. Not you, but... No, I'm no, just but my wondering. colleagues never go through this. They don't go through this because I ask them. Whenever it happens, I'm like, guys, does this happen to you or is it happening because I'm a woman? Like, recently I had a prominent lawyer... I'm, I'm calling I'm calling him Jafiri on work matters and he starts off the phone call by saying oh I'll be and as soon as I hung up I went to my male colleagues I'm like did Does this did this you? guy ever call you I'll be they're like no, <laughs> no. I don't think because I because he called me I'll be three times during the duration of that phone call and even for example I would have uploaded a profile picture I've had three mayors three mayors message me inappropriately when I would have approached them for a comment for a story that I would be working on mm. like once I changed my profile picture and one of them he did the wow react on the photo which was already a bit uh, mm. but I'm like all right I'll let that slide and then a few days later I messaged him for a comment 
And after he gave me the comment, he's like, stunning photo, by the way. Oh, reveal who? (laughs) 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 Oh, we got a little tiger in the corner over there. But I think, I mean, I think ideally we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh We wouldn't even be discussing whether it's a woman or a a gender issue or whether it's just an issue. But unfortunately it is. And I think this is one of the reasons that we do. And some of them need to be called out. Some of them need to be called out. Like one day, I think I will do it. I will collect all of them. I'm collecting right now. I have a list. <laughs> oh my the list is growing. So one day, I will, be there. I will write an article. And I'll include the screenshots. I'll do it someday. I'll do it. Because <laughs> yes. these men yes. need to be called out. No, you, you shouldn't speak to me inappropriately in the work setting just because I'm a woman. And it, it degrades you. It really, I really feel degraded. Like, wait, yeah, I'm a journalist. At the core of it, I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Push it aside. Push the fact that I'm under 25 aside and that I'm a female. And respect me. Mm-hmm. Respect yes, my role. But don't you think this goes back decades, if not millennia? Definitely. I mean, this is not a new issue. This Definitely. is an issue that, that I'm sure that we have all faced as well. Definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, where, where we've been treated differently, differently. And, and probably not intentionally derogatory. But it's just normalized. Just out of ignorance. I do you think um, males are aware that because I think I I don't know if there that is my biggest question. Sorry, I'm asking a question <laughs> rather than answering through these questions. But I don't think they do it intentionally. Mm. I think it's I'm because saying. it's, it's, a, out it's of a social. Co- but it's a bit of like they see so their peers do it. So then I'm going to be I'm going to be doing the same. So it's like a little bit of a like social construct, which is for them something normal. But at the same time, not all men do it. Quasi. Like I communicate with a lot of men. <laughs> And uh, some of them would never dream of behaving like this. Would never. Exactly. No, no, I know, I know what you mean. True. Have we you, all can, know what you I mean. May I add something to to the mm-hmm. same argument? Because when a law with regards to animals goes through, or a consultation, or there's some movement of some sort, I don't know if you ever read the comments, but I get all the blame. It's like it's I'm so powerful. It's scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> Even if <laughs> there's... And in Maltese, they write, Mushtorta Moira Delia, Mush Moira Delia. Like, it's obviously Moira Delia's work. Like, in, in a positive way, I see it in a positive Good. way. Like, oh, I'm that powerful. Because I get to know that, yes, thanks to my statuses, Facebook, Instagram, you know, I'm, I'm very straight to the point. Whether it's good or bad, I, I, I speak the truth as long as I'm honest, you know? Yes. And sometimes the truth hurts and something happens. So if that thing happens within the law and there's some, uh, hopefully some movement with animal welfare, I get the blame for doing it. I'm going <laughs> to pull you up more on something that you just said. And I, it sat with me and I was like, holy cow, you just said, I'm that powerful. Now, would we not agree around the table that if a guy was doing your job and speaking out as much as you are speaking out and speaking out as much as you are speaking out and as prevalent and as open as you are, if a guy was doing it, probably wouldn't be seen as powerful as you ladies are because you stand out and you are being seen to do it. And if somebody sees that this law or whatever, because of what you've been doing, is taking effect, you get credited Mm -hmm. with it. That's power. 
that's incredible power. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we need to turn this around to be positive mm -hmm. because that recognition may be due to the fact that you're an outspoken woman. So it comes back to the question that I was about to ask, which is what has happened, which you were saying, oh, you should have given me the questions, but what has <laughs> happened during your journey that you are really proud of that was a real positive experience? Could have been just that one person. Yes, in fact, the, when, when I do receive messages where they sort of tell me thank you because um, just by seeing your story, um, it helped me come out to my parents, it helped me come out to myself. So nice the acceptance to to themselves. So those those are definitely positive experiences. And I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I, I sort of I'm sharing my story, my experience uh, with people on social media, people are listening to me on the radio. With me, since I'm older, I try and help younger women and push forward their ideas and push forward their image. I want more activists. There are so many more, as I mm -hmm. uh, mentioned, and they're hands-on. I mean, there's a, an emergency, an animal, an injured animal. There you are. They go trap the, the animal and treat it. But um, yes, I help other women. At the moment, I'm on that mission. Yes. I want younger women to, to uh, gain that rec recognition, gain that um, popularity. Yes, because we need to keep on working. To, it's all for, for the goodness of, of animals, yes. for our country, you know. So, so tied to that, can you see that there's one single event that's happened? I'm going to ask you to be specific, and you're not off the hook yet. Uh, <laughs> whereby that you've done something and you, you had a positive result and you were just like, I'm going to let these ladies think because you've I had more three. time. Oh, oh, wow. Actually, you've got oh, loads of time to think then. You've got loads and loads of time to think. Go, Sasha. Well, I have one related to the environment, one related to animals, and one related to me personally. Okay. So, environment. Remind me if I forget. <laughs> You're talking so. to a woman in the menopause. That's never going to happen. <laughs> so, I remember, and this was at the start of my journalistic career, there was this one permit in Arp, Gozo. So, Arp is a very untouched town and we should keep it that way. Gozo, really, we should keep it that way. Um, and this permit was basically to uh, create a new road, which would then um, lead to residential dwellings on the side of the road. Yeah. It was um, filed by a partner of Joseph Portelli. And I remember I had written 11 articles fighting against this permit. I had gone up to warp myself. I had met with the residents. I had done everything. I had spoken to like the ministry. I had spoken to the planning authority. I had spoken to um, the mayor of the town. And when that permit was rejected, that was one of the most beautiful wins I ever had. And like, these are the moments that give me hope because it's a tough industry. Like being an activist is tough. So you need these wins to continue on. So that's that's one. Hmm. The second one, um, animals. I remember once I was um, I had written an article. Well, first I was approached by one of the leading cat fosterers on the island. So she deals with um, well, at the time I think she had around sixty cats to take wow. care of, and they were really really running out of funds. And she had posted this video where she was literally in tears, like crying, 
showing everyone all of the cages of all all of the strays that she had to care for and we ha- she had spoken to me about it and I'm like all right let's do an article and we had done an article and until around three days later she had received over 4,000 euros in donations nice oh. and it was because uh-huh. of my article well done oh, so lovely. I get goosebumps talking about it again and nice. it's just oh wow you know I'm doing something I'm doing number something because I number think we're three, all gonna be chin chinning you in a second number three came after my appearance on on the health podcast when I was approached by Abigail Vic who is an influencer and now her story is public that's why I'm, I'm naming her and everything because she has publicly speak, spoken about it And she approached me with this massive paragraph. She's like, thank you so much for speaking about your experience. Um, She was like, I have my operation in in a week's time. I was just diagnosed with a 22 centimeter ovarian cyst, which also went undiagnosed for a very long time. And she was like, thank you. She was like, you are the first person that made me feel like I'm not alone. And that I actually knew about someone that went through something similar to mine. And that moment, I, I remember I was like crying. I was just telling her like, I'm, I'm crying right now because these three accounts that I mentioned, this is why it's important to speak out. Because whether you're going to help a few residents in, in the rural town of Arp or whether you're going to help a cat foster who is helping so many cats like every single day or whether you are helping a woman who is about to go through a very traumatizing and difficult experience this is why we have to reach across the table we'll do that in a minute because you guys are not off the hook so i'm going to ask you more i'm going to come to you you look like you're slightly teary no i no 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 i was about to oh sorry i kept you away from the wine um a single moment or moments like sasha that where's where you you know that you're doing a good work and something positive has happened so you know it was worth it um around three years ago and i'll try and keep this as short as possible around just before covid no when covid hit hit uh we formed an ngo real animal rights foundation i'm the uh, the president of the ngo and we helped so many animals like 17,000 euros during the first phase, we helped all the feeders with food. That was three years ago, right? From then on, we we formed this NGO. Today, we have what's called an ambulance, a new brand new van. And we are recognized from companies and companies are donating and hopefully they keep on donating because we depend on donations and we go out there, we trap, we neuter, we rehome or release. And apart from that, we have a, a house that's called a safe house in our name, Real Animal Rights Foundation, where at the moment we have like around 70 cats, mother oh. cats and kittens. Wow. We trap, we don't leave any, we try our best not to leave any mother cats out in the streets. And like this, we neuter the mother cats, we rehome the kittens. It's a whole project that we started three years ago. And we work, we have a group of 10 volunteers because I do not run the safe house itself. And 
I try and use my face to get sponsors, to get money. Well done. Well done. Very good. So, yes. Also <laughs> so amazing. Okay. Cheers. Yes. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. And we will click in a minute. We're gonna, because I'm going to come back and ask you, Tina, <laughs> a single moment that you said to yourself, it's all worth it. As I mentioned before, but if you want me to maybe dig a bit deeper, where I was literally walking in Slema, just going into a shop, and I saw this this girl looking at me and um, very hesitant. She wasn't sure. If she, I, I knew something was up, but thank God she did. She did. She came up to me in tears, um, really upset, and just couldn't speak. Just couldn't speak, shaking, and I was trying to understand. She was telling me, listen. Thank you, sort of, your story really, really, uh, I haven't come out to my parents yet, not even to my friends. Um, you could see she was really afraid. Uh, and I, I, I've been, I was there, so I could really relate, you know, I, I, I went through that phase in my life. Um, but th that moment, sort of, yeah, I tried calming, calming her down as much as I could, um, got her number. Um, we instantly connected uh, on social media. A week later, we met up for a coffee, sat down, talked about it, and sort of she's come out to her parents today. And um, it's definitely a success story yeah. for me. So yeah. wow. um, it's it's one of the stories I'll please chin chin please <laughs> chin chin lovely. <laughs> I'm gonna Prost Prost to it. you. Prost I, to I will. <laughs> I'm in tears. Um, so Again, I, uh, whenever I'm here, you seem to cry. <laughs> it's you, it's you. But I, I mean, and it's right. not menopause this time. <laughs> no, it's not menopause. But I, I mean, you. Last time we we spoke, you did actually. You moved me. I was goosebumpy. I was in tears. I was very, very uh, affected by your passion. And I'm gonna ask you guys. I know we've been talking for an hour. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap, but I'm gonna ask you guys two questions. To wrap, I'm going to ask you what you would like your lasting legacy to be and what could you say in one sentence to motivate other women to stand up and speak out? <gasps> We're going to go with Sasha first because she's like, you know. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, we're all going, yeah, go Sasha. This <laughs> was the first one. Oh, my <laughs> word. What would you like your lasting legacy okay. to be? So, uh -huh. Purely just to know that I have made a difference, you know. The only reason why I'm still in Malta is because I love this island so much. Because if I didn't love this island so much, I would have left a long time ago. Because the issues and sometimes they're very disheartening. Like, and being a voice sometimes can be very disheartening as well. Because, and I'm sure you guys can understand this. Yes. Like. Sometimes it gets very draining, you know, because I think we deal more with losses than we do with wins. So then the wins really give us that boost um, to continue bringing about this change that is really needed. Um, knowing that I would have helped others in any way, form, whatsoever. And uh, the second part, <laughs> what would you say? to motivate other women to speak up, speak out, and make change? So, uh, purely just to use your voice, because we all have a voice. Like I said at the start of the podcast, now I do have a platform, you know, the, the fact that I'm a journalist with Love and Malta. 
I have this amazing platform which I can use to raise awareness on matters. But before I became a journalist, I created my own voice, you know, and if really not really created, but tapped into it because our voice is always there. So don't be scared. I know sometimes you can feel a bit pressured, you know, what are people going to think and everything. But if you truly believe in something, just go for it. You will find much more support than you actually think you, yes, you would, yes. you know? Uh-huh. See, then you drop that bomb right at the end. <laughs> you find much <laughs> more support. support. As if it's a throwaway <laughs> comment. Yeah. That, I think, is one of the most and important things. Might I add, like, this is the second time that I'm around this table. And it, it's such an inspirational energy to be around so many strong Very women, strong. you know? it's And you... Well, Trudy. I just get to host you guys. No. You created this. You Thank you, Trudy. Thank, Thank you. you. Moira. Yes. Your lasting <laughs> legacy. Um, Did you just mention it when you talked about the I, I, I'm just, I just hope that people, women mostly, listen to themselves and be less, be fearless or less fearful to speak out. But if you think your gut feeling is telling you it's right. What I'm saying is right. And I can do this for the goodness of my country, for the good of anyone you believe yes. in. If we all believe in that particular subject matter, the, the issue that matters most to us and speak about it after listening to ourselves, I think there's no wrong way in doing this. Mm-hmm. Great. Other than that, if I'm silent, ever silent on social media, it means I'm pushing other people, other familiar faces. We need more animal activists, environmentalists, and they need our help. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop working because I'm going to be hosting and produ- producing my program as long as I can. But I'm going to be introducing new faces in my program we need people, these familiar, you're, you're amazing, Sasha, and I want people like you to be on TV, on social media, on radio, you know, people, yes. you know, you're, you're full of knowledge, you're, you're so uh, inspirational, it's, it's amazing, you. honestly, <laughs> a lot we need a lot, a lot, a yes, lot. let's yeah. keep this going. Do I, do, okay, is you there, get the last is word. there more than oh, I, sorry. I, I no, in the lot. sense you've said it all, guys, literally, I mean, any woman that's listening to us out there, just, I think the, the, the summary is don't be afraid, your story matters, mm-hmm. your opinion counts, your experience Tell us, share with us, because by sharing your story, it 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 will help. At as we said before, at even if it just helps one person, mm-hmm. then making a difference is is just amazing. Ladies, I'm gonna cheers again. <laughs> cheers, oh, cheers, team. Cheers. Love you, love, love you, you love you, love you all. Thank it's you true. so well much. Done, guys. Thank you, Trudy, and keep doing what you're doing.